Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast, where you can find tools and inspiration for working mums who are ready to overcome the mental load so that they can live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in their everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Balancing Act podcast. As always, I am really, really happy to be here and I am extra delighted this week because I have another wonderful guest interview to share with you. This time it is with the absolute superstar who is Siobhan Fisher from These Little Fish. These Little Fish is a new business that Siobhan has miraculously um, founded during a lockdown. It's a marketing agency that is curated towards small business owners and offers very flexible solutions that fit those differing business needs um, as something that I feel is really very needed. Um, Siobhan and I um, have created a really lovely friendship over lockdown and it's been really fun um, making that connection having never met each other in person. And so this was a really um, lovely opportunity to hear a bit more about Siobhan's history and many of the, the shared experiences that we've had and also to hear about her future plans. And one of those shared experiences were that both of us worked in the corporate industry. We were very career focused and ambitious. But when we returned after having kids, we found that like something had changed, something had shifted. And yeah, the vibes within us just felt different. So it was lovely to hear what a, a huge impact coaching had had on Siobhan during that time. And what a profound transformation she was able to make. She worked with a coach called Laura Oldfield. I'll include Laura's details in the show notes um, in case you want to find out more about her and what she offers. Um, Siobhan talks really eloquently. She offers many words of wisdom. And so I really hope that you um, take away some value from this episode. I'm sure that you will enjoy listening just as much as I enjoyed recording. Now, at the end, Siobhan mentions her Instagram handle at These Little Fish. And even if you're not um, looking for marketing advice, I'd really um, recommend going and giving her a follow because she shares very openly and honestly about what it's like to juggle mum life, homeschooling, with um, another part-time job in the marketing industry alongside starting her own business. So it gives you a really um, lovely insight to the, the behind the scenes there. And without any further ado, let's dive in. Hi Siobhan and a very warm welcome to the Balancing Act podcast. I really, really appreciate your time, especially after what I'm sure has been an incredibly busy day, as every day is at the minute. Um, so I thought maybe it would be good to start with a little introduction and maybe you tell us a bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, Debbie. It's um, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. So um, my name's Siobhan, Siobhan Fisher, um, and I uh, am a marketeer by trade. Um, so my entire career since university has been in the world of marketing. I got further 
qualifications from the Chartered Institute of Marketing um, whilst I was in the world of work. It's just absolutely been my life, my passion for uh, more than a decade now um, since since I graduated from university. Um, and um, I recently, however, <laughs> um, in terms of a career, have set up um, my own marketing consultancy uh, called These Little Fish. And uh, it was uh, just with the aim to support local small businesses. So I, I come from a, a family business. My dad was a baker by trade, now retired, unfortunately. Um, and um, it just growing up in a family business was uh, such an eye opener. And so it was such a wonderful uh, childhood, actually, to um, to have my parents on hand to be within the business with them it was um it was really lovely really um but I also saw how running a, a small business like that was was just far more than providing bread to the customers like it was the baker is very much part of a community and it was um very much um kind of gave back as much to um the community so whether it was um the customers who came in for for a chat and um, would befriend mom and dad and um, you know then the relationship would go beyond kind of just uh, a, a customer and uh, and a shop owner to kind of you know helping some of the elderly customers and you know providing a much wider community service um, and it's those businesses that I really feel a drive to to support because when I see that they provide much more than just the service or the products that they are selling but um are a lifeline for some people are you know they pump money back into a local community unlike the the, the bigger corporates that that I was working for and um they uh, it just resonates a lot better with me where at the stage of life that I'm at I've got a nearly five-year-old daughter and when I went back into the corporate world after my maternity leave it just didn't it didn't chime with me anymore like there was I, I thought when I first went back in and I was trying to get to grips of being a working mom that that's what the feeling was it was like that's why it wasn't sitting right oh I must um this must be what all moms feel like when when they go back you know you you're juggling a whole additional uh kind of concern like getting to the childminder or childcare and making the trade you know there's an additional stop on your way to the chain like it's not just nipping in for your coffee and croissant anymore like you have to drop this tiny human off at the, the place they're going to be for the day and um so I thought it was just kind of working all of that juggle out and and finding my new role in life which was what was making me feel this unease and it took a good 18 months until I realized that actually there's something more fundamental had changed inside me since becoming a mum and that the work that I was doing in the corporate world just didn't it wasn't fulfilling me anymore and that's kind of um that kind of soulful level like I still enjoyed my work and I still kind of produced you know the ultimate best work that that myself and the team could but um we when I'd produce a piece of work I didn't feel the same sense of 
pride or satisfaction about delivering that piece of work and you know I worked in um, the world of content marketing so there is a lot of very sharp focused deadlines and it was it was very fast paced and um, I used to feel like a great sense of achievement when we'd hit the deadline on time and on budget and I just didn't have that zing anymore every time we hit on budget and on time and I just I thought maybe it was just because I was a knackered new mom but it took me yeah say 18 months of returning to work after mat leave before I was like this this doesn't seem to be going away or getting any better and um that's when I um turned to coaching actually I I thought I thought in the fog of it all that I was done with marketing uh, which is hilarious. I laugh now when I think back. Um, and the reason I turned to coaching was because, well, if if not marketing, and that's been my whole career to, to date and all of my professional qualifications, like if not marketing, then then what? What do I do next? Where, you know, so I thought getting a career coach, I actually, uh, because there are many coaches, many different types of coaches out there, I ended up uh, working with Laura. She was um, operating as Power of Mum at the time. I know that's a, a brand that she's moved away from since but um she her underpinning kind of ethos was that of being a confidence coach and I could definitely that's that really appealed to me um that as a new mom uh, I had you know there were just zero confidence you don't know what you're doing (laughs) like um there's no manual no two days are the same and um so I turned to her to to work through kind of all of these thoughts and, and feelings and uh, try and find a route and a, and a path um, to, to tread next. And it was through that work that I actually discovered I did still have a power, uh, passion for, for marketing, but it just wasn't in the corporate world. Like that's mm. uh, having become a mum and started my own family. There was something about going back to my own family roots with this um, family bakery business that I'd grown up in that definitely chimed much much better with me and sat a lot better um, to help other small businesses um, and bring my experience so my life experience of growing up in a, a small family business but also then my corporate kind of um, wider experience and merging those two kind of you know my life and my um, work experience together to um, support other small businesses to um, to help them with their marketing. Mm, I um, love that. I heard, so when you started talking about small businesses right at the start there, I could like instantly hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> it came through so clearly. Um, and I guess just to go back with that, so given that background, um, like did you all, did you always know that you would start your own business at one point or was it was it the circumstances and becoming a new mom and, and those challenges you faced that um like was it a new idea at that it point? was a it was a brand new idea oh, wow. no no yeah I had always thought that um I'd, I'd watched my parents work really really hard um really hard have no holidays um send 
myself and my brother to relatives in Ireland for our summer holidays because they couldn't close the shop and they would keep working and um I thought that's that's not for me Mm -hmm. um and so I um my parents uh, didn't have uh, further or tertiary education and so when I kind of left university I was like well what you do now is you climb the ladder you know that's that's where you go from here and so that's the journey I definitely started off on um you know had it all kind of mapped out as it were and it was that's why I reached out to a coach because it was a real a real stumbling block when I went back to work after having Orla and I was just yeah absolutely kind of bowled over I was like this has been my life plan what now yes did you go back (laughs) full-time or did you change your hours um I went back four days a week but um I was heading up a team of creatives um so and I I know that when I speak to other women who did this you are doing both jobs then on the fifth day (laughs) right yeah yeah um Friday used to be my quote-unquote day off and I would always end up doing emails taking calls and yeah it wasn't um they got four and a half days out of me but only paid me for four (laughs) right (laughs) you say Um, I think that happens very typically mm. um and you also said, so when you said about your, um, I guess, your your views on going back, you, you talked about something had changed within you. Like, one thing that, like, I can relate to a lot of those feelings. And one thing I've pondered myself is, like, whether it's actually something in you that fundamentally changes, or is it that just with having kids, it gives you a different perspective on your time and I know that we had a bit of an exchange about this on Instagram um and I was saying like I think for me it was that like similar to you I I went back to work and I didn't not like my job and I worked with amazing people and really inspiring challenging motivating projects but it just felt that my time felt so precious like time that I you know I I knew that I didn't want to stay at home all the time Mm. equally time away from my kids also felt very precious time and I sort of felt like I needed to do something with that time that really like really fired me up yeah I would agree with that I think having had time to reflect on it um it was if I'm going to spend four days away from my daughter it it has to be it's something that I really feels like it counts for me um I equally I'm like you and I, I absolutely take my hat off to women who d- do stay at home um and kind of take on that role of motherhood f- like full time but that was not that was not for me I knew I wanted to work um and have a kind of a just a different outlet but yeah when I went back as you say to you know, I, I went back to creating food content for Marks and Spencer. I mean, it, you know, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a rubbish job. It was, um, you know, some amazing um, projects to be working on, like doing their um, their Christmas food and stuff. Like it, you know, absolutely awesome job. Um, and everything that I had worked towards in my career, you um, 
when you start off in the world of marketing you do work for some like unknown like um brands and um you know you cut your teeth on those and I had always said like sitting around the Sunday dinner table explaining to mum and dad who my clients were and what they did wasn't um like I in my head I I'll have made it when I can sit around the Sunday dinner table with mom and dad and I mention my client's name and I don't have to explain who they are and what they do. <laughs> and, then, and here I was doing um, uh, food content marketing for Marks and Spencer. So I'd made it. I <laughs> the thing I wanted to, to do. I didn't have to explain to anyone who or what M&S were. Um, yet, it, it, uh, and as you say, I, I worked with some it was all women on my team actually 10 amazingly creative and talented uh women when I first went back should give a shout out to Nikki who came on to be our editor (laughs) before I left um he had the um daunting job of of joining a team of women being the only man but he did it um he did it with style and grace uh but yeah to have this amazing team of creatives who was just so inspiring yet still at the end of the day there was something deep within me that just didn't I didn't have that sense of satisfaction of that I was doing something that I felt was worth worthy and worthwhile I I couldn't put my finger on it which is exactly why I kind of turned to um to Laura to go through um a series of kind of coaching calls with her and 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 do a lot of work around essentially answering that question why wasn't it resonating why wasn't it chiming anymore and what what was it about it that didn't work for me anymore and therefore conversely what would Mm. I think just did you be saying that the thing that I've been reflecting on a bit is like I think like with motherhood particularly you know with parenting in general but I think particularly in motherhood you I guess outside of work it feels like you've probably a lot has changed and you've probably given up a lot of your free time and things like that and potentially other hobbies and interests and for me like mountaineering was a big one where it just wasn't practical anymore to go and spend like a 12-hour day in the hills um and I think then because of that then work becomes such a big part of your mm. identity almost you know and that's like work is entirely your space and it's your thing and it's like where you get to express yourself and mm-hmm. I wonder then if that's where you know you talked about those deeper feelings if they're not coming through in, in the way you you expect or hope for then you know there's obviously a little bit of, of conflict there yeah there was a huge amount of conflict and um definitely not that I didn't have hobbies uh, but work had always been a huge part of my life and my identity even um before I had Orla so it was even more overwhelming for me to to go back and no longer be head over heels in love with the work that I was doing Mm. That, that was a really fundamental shift for me as someone who had always loved her work and put her work first to the detriment of some other things when I look back right. <laughs> uh, relationship um but um that's how much my work had always meant to me and how driven I had always been by my career and um and doing my work and to return and not have that 
that same drive it was quite it was quite something it was quite a a shock yeah yeah yeah, I imagine so um when you started working with Laura had you had you come across coaching before had you tried any coaching or was that all all quite new to you It, it was all very new to me um I had yeah never experienced any form of coaching at all before that point um I'd had mentors at at work uh but that was within you know a corporate environment and that was slightly you know they weren't formal um trained qualified coaches so yeah reaching out to Laura it I'd been following her on Instagram for quite a while and a lot of the stuff that I was seeing in my feed I had a complete overhaul of my feed when I was on um maternity leave so um whereas a lot of stuff had been focused on on my work before so there was a lot of um you know I followed a lot of the kind of marketing kind of and creative accounts um and I just had a complete clear out of all of those and started kind of following people who were more aligned with my life as it was when I was on mat leave and Laura was one of them actually with power of mom and a lot of her content had been really resonating with me and I suppose slowly chipping away and um when I then found myself in this situation where I was yeah it reeling as you say from shock of gosh what do I do now because I knew I if I carried on I'd be so ultimately unhappy and unfulfilled in a in an area of my life that had I, I had always found so fulfilling um I knew that it was the right thing to do to kind of work with somebody impartial somebody who didn't know me um but was also kind of had the the tools to help me find the answer for myself and I think that was that was really important it was it um indulgent in a way to have somebody give myself space because that's the one thing you lose when you become a parent like Mm -hmm. your your own personal space and your own personal time but it was I knew that ultimately if I was fulfilled in my working life that that would have such a positive impact on my family life that it was something I felt it was just absolutely had to be done yeah yeah it's funny you made the word you you used the word indulgent because actually what sprung to my mind was the word brave I think it's a really (laughs) brave thing to do (laughs) because it can't be easy especially given you know how much you'd put into your work by that point like and thinking that there was the possibility that you were going to give that all up like that's a big step to take yeah I think that's really courageous to like (laughs) recognize that and then you know be willing to do something about it as well thank you yeah I had it I think it sometimes it felt brave and that was the great thing about having a coach was having that cheerleader so that when the inner critic took over and was like you're mad what are you doing woman why are you leaving this do you know how many other people would like would give their left arm for this job and you're just turning your back on it you know when that all those kind of um thoughts were popping into my head to have somebody cheerleading me and and going you are doing the right thing and and reminding me and helping kind of keep me on the path that I had I had already taken a step onto like that was that was you know just ultimately the the best thing for me at that time Mm. um otherwise I think it's it's all too easy to stay in the in the lane that you're in um 
and I, I probably would have stayed um, and just been that little bit, a uh, little bit unhappier in my work. Um, you know, working for, yeah, on the face of it, a, and a very um, successful role within, you know, one of the the biggest agencies, you know, in London. But um, having a having a coach literally you can think it like because sports is the other world that we recognize coaches from right as well Mm -hmm. and and so for me that correlation of like have somebody at the sideline like telling you that you you know when you think you've got nothing left like they're telling you you know you've got this I believe and you dig deeper or I find that different so Laura was um was very much a um she was a wonderful um, sort of cheerleader uh, and had a very kind of maternal approach to her coaching. But I know that that kind of soft approach wouldn't necessarily work for everyone. But I think where I was in a just completely overwhelming position of um, this idea that what do I do next? Yeah, you know, I was just completely um bowled over I needed a gentle but firm hands to kind of help me um take the next few steps where I think I've seen some other coaching styles which are a bit more a bit more direct and a bit more um um I'm not sure what the word might be but um is really like that accountability Mm. um is really useful when you're trying to grow and develop a business so somebody who's really kind of holding your feet to the fire and saying have you done those things that you were going to do you know in terms of your sales and your marketing plan but back where I was uh four years ago if somebody had kind of held my feet to the flames I would have um it would have been the final straw (laughs) like I was at such a point of kind of uh, finding it all so well overwhelming that definitely having a a coach who was also a mom who um also you know she um uh, also uh, works as well she's a multi-hyphenate so to to have somebody who kind of understood kind of or felt that I was fully understood where I was coming from um was just yeah I'd can't believe I hadn't done it before really Mm. Um, and I continued to work with different coaches um, since that experience because it was such a positive experience. I've heard um, people say and I've certainly find it to be true um, for coaches that I've worked with that you're attracted to um, a coach when you see a part of yourself in Mm. them and you know in return they will probably see a part of themselves in you as well and so I guess in that respect it's it's not surprising that as you know your style experience like situation evolves you know different styles of coaching Mm. work and equally for the coach as well like their style may not stay the same so like Laura's evolved her style and offering as well um and it sounds like she's got some really exciting plans up her sleeve in the short term. Um, but I guess from what you were saying there, then um, I was going to ask, do you think 
like do you think the coaching for you was like a one-time fix if you like or is it something that you you foresee yourself using on a continual basis I will definitely use it on a continual basis I think the thing that I've found is I I can't do it back to back to back like I am um, I'm finding that the, the the growth that I have from each kind of uh, period of coaching um takes time to kind of settle within me and I need to give myself the space and time to um to come to terms with that growth or to allow that growth to to flourish or to process the process that I've been through each time that I um kind of do um a form or a series of coaching um because I've I find what happens with me is I'm like oh my god coaching is brilliant and I love it and I love the person I am when I'm being coached and then I kind of want to go on to immediately onto the next kind of um self-development stage but what I've found is then if I do do it immediately back to back I haven't had given myself enough space and time for the previous growth to bed in and so I find the next stage if I do it too soon it's the timing's just not right and Mm. I'm like it then ends up kind of jarring that I'm kind of catching up with with where I was whilst also trying to push forwards and I find for me that it's very important that I give myself space to to filter through all of the kind of profound because I do find coaching quite a profound uh, experience and I find that taking time to sit and let that kind of sink in is important for me as well. Mm. I can literally like feel like tingles in my body describing <laughs> that like it's so true it's so true and like I totally I totally admire your discipline in that too because I'm like a complete I feel like a self-development like junkie sometimes <laughs> like I just it's so it's because I think like I certainly point with things like you learn you're like oh my goodness like how did mm-hmm. I not know this like this is such a big part of me like where's it been all this time <laughs> um, but I think what you say is so important because like within a coaching session you know it can be quite a big revelation but then then you go back into like what is your sort of your norm I'm using the air quotes here your normal life and I think that is actually where the real hard work comes in, trying to integrate those learnings in your day to day and in relationships with people who are close to you or things like work, whatever. Um, you know, we're, we're like that profoundness hasn't really like penetrated yet. Exactly. Yeah. Like you say, it happens within you, but then it has to also take time to for you to kind of embed any of that learning within your family or friends or wherever that kind of revelation has Mm -hmm. has come within um and that that takes definitely takes time and effort Um, yes absolutely because those I guess like respecting the fact that other people might not be so like aware of even you know concepts or ideas that you've been exploring and sort of bringing them along with that can take time and you know it's I guess you know everybody's different as well in terms of what they're receptive to or not exactly yes um 
so 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 within lockdown then you've been starting up a good business <laughs> you've been homeschooling Orla and you're um you're doing some corporate work as well how's mm-hmm. how's your juggle been <laughs> um, I have definitely definitely dropped some balls in this juggle um as we I think everyone's finding it how I was talking to um a friend of mine just earlier this evening and uh she's a yoga teacher um she's just got engaged like she's at a very different stage in in her life to me and she's like oh it's really really hard for you you know with the the schooling and the working and I was like I just feel like everyone's finding it hard like whatever your situation in life it is just really hard for whether you've got three balls or just one ball to juggle like we're all under the cosh here with not seeing loved ones and not seeing you know not being able to kind of go out and do our normal stuff whatever that might be if that's the gym or the pub and so I feel like everyone's finding it hard so I do definitely come from a place of kind of empathy with all all of us whatever our situations but I could definitely do with the schools reopening (laughs) (laughs) that is one addition and it's not it's not even for the um I've seen it bounded about as childcare. um it's not for that element like I I'm loving having the time with Orla um I but she is it's just it's yeah it's hard I'm not gonna lie it's it's very hard and there there are tears most days sometimes hers sometimes mine um but we're just taking one day at a time I've um been carving out much smaller amounts of time and kind of um being honest with myself as to what might actually be achieved I think you spoke about it in one of your advent calendars on Instagram about the to-do list Mm. and have yeah and kind of not setting yourself up for failure like you know genuinely having a look at what you're actually going to be able to achieve in that day um and some days with all his timetable is more intense than other days um some days that is I can do 15 minutes on my business and I can um just about get on and do you know a quick post and interact a little bit with the community but that's like and at first I was really like stressing out about that but actually I come to terms this this is our third or fourth week of homeschooling now and uh just kind of like enough is enough and if if that is 15 minutes then at least I've done something uh, which is better than nothing and um when we went into lockdown in March that was that I was working around the clock um not getting enough sleep and then that was having a detrimental effect on everything so I said this time round I was just going to be a bit more realistic and uh not kind of burn the midnight oil and um and end up unwell and you know in the middle of a pandemic that's what nobody wants <laughs> so um how am I managing some days better than others um but just one day one day at a time and I am pushing the business my, my own these little fish pushing that forward slowly but surely um I am still managing um 
my day job. Uh, it was already on part-time hours as it was because I wanted to focus more on these little fish. Uh, my line manager has been amazing at letting me reduce that um, to two days a week um, and to work unconventional hours as well. So not the nine to five. Um, there are One of the reasons I'm still in the corporate world is because um, I went to work for these guys because they're just... Um, just a really lovely um, kind of small independent agency who uh, have a a youth marketing focus and so they just really get kind of family life uh, because it's what they live and breathe so to be with them during this whole pandemic has actually just been uh, just been really lovely to kind of still be able to kind of have the the safety net of um like paye income coming in um but also you know have the support of a a line manager in that sense um but also have the the space and time to to push on my own consultancy as well which they are fully aware that I'm doing as well so um it's just a really lovely um situation and I know I'm very very lucky which I remind myself and I'm being screamed out you're not supposed to be my teacher (laughs) (laughs) which is what I got on Tuesday I think during the maths lesson no no I'm not supposed to be your teacher everybody knows that (laughs) (laughs) so maybe just by way of wrapping up then um if if we have any mums listening here and you can maybe resi, really resi, or really relate to the feelings that you've been talking about and maybe like grappling with themselves as to whether the line of work they're in is the one for them. Um, what would your advice be? Because I guess why I was really interested in talking or asking you about that was what you said at the end there about um you know balancing the corporate world mm. with your own business at the minute because I think quite often we get in the mindset of you know it's all or nothing and you know you have to like quit your job one day and start doing something else the next but actually there are lots of alternatives to that so yeah what would your advice be there oh what would my advice mm. be I would to take it slowly I think it's um if anyone is feeling like me and the career that they thought was you know, right the way through to retirement for them, suddenly they've had a dawning realisation that it's not, that. that's a big thing. So my advice would be to, to take it slowly, to um, to explore those feelings, to, I mean, I've stuck within the world of marketing with my business, but I know that some people, you know, do an absolute U-turn and go off in a completely different um, kind of path in life and that that's no small feat so I would say to my advice would be be kind to yourself give yourself the space and time and really kind of explore that um, at a pace that that feels comfortable to you and mm. which is how I've ended up still working part-time in the corporate world whilst also building up my business because that was the right thing for me and for us as a family but I know that other people that might not be the the right solution f- uh, for them and actually that kind of cut and run might be the, the right thing for them but just take your time to kind of work that out for yourself and don't um yeah I would also say 
listen to your intuition. So yeah, I think that's been my the biggest opening um, since having Orla. So for me, first time mom, everything that I did was based on intuition. And then I went back into the world of work and I realised that we didn't do things intuitively at work. We did things in a just completely different set of, of parameters. And it really, it made me wonder why, why didn't we do things on a gut feeling in, in the world of work? Um, and I started to, and it's actually had some, some really positive results for, for me. And so it's something I'm really trying to, to do is to, even in my work, do things on instinct because it served me so well in motherhood that um, surely it can serve us well in other facets of our life as well. Oh, I love that. What, like, what absolutely beautiful words to end on as well. Like, that's fantastic. I love that, Siobhan. Um, we should quote you to that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to finish off then, where can our listeners find you? Um, and can you, maybe could you also just outline what services you're offering through these Absol- little fish as well? Absolutely. So um, these little fish, you can find me on Instagram. That's my handle, these little fish, or on my website, uh, these little fish.com. Um, I offer a, a range of, of services because I, I don't feel like uh, one size fits all for, for any business. You might be at a stage in your business where you're just starting out and you don't even have, you just have an idea of a business and you don't have any branding or, or uh, anything like that. And I can definitely kind of help with, with that. Or you might be a very established business, but you just have one kind of sticking point that, um, you know, you really want to, I don't know, it's your, your new year's goal is to really break through into a particular market or, or with a new particular product or service and, and everything else in between. Um, so, uh, really kind of bespoke marketing services that, you know, I just kick off with a, an exploratory chat really, um, for for all potential clients and just kind of um listen to what it is that you want to achieve and then I can come back to you with some some options of how we work together whether that's somebody who um has quite a confident handle on on marketing and I can kind of work with you to create a plan and then you can kind of happily skip off into the sunset and and uh, run that plan yourself or or maybe you're you're not quite that person and you need a little bit more of a of a hand holding and I'm I'm happy to kind of be be that role be be your personal marketing assistant for um, a fixed amount of time whatever it is that you you feel you might need in order to to achieve your your business goals that's what these little fish I worked in the corporate world where um you know you have these off-the-shelf kind of solutions and that just doesn't work in the, in the world of, of small business so um you know really want to offer what my potential clients actually need rather than what I've got to sell Mm, I think that's such a great approach because I think the other thing that strikes me as as a small business owner myself, having had no experience in marketing, I quite often don't know what it is mm. that I need either. So that hand hand holding is so important, um, especially in in the early days. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Thank you again um, for your time. Very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing how these little fish go um, over the next the next few months. 
It's brilliant. Deb, thanks for having me. It's been great. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram at Debbie Lee Co or on my website at debbielee.co.uk where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.